Welcome to Tarpod, the podcast for everything talent acquisition and recruitment. We're informative, controversial, and a little bit crazy. Now, please join your hosts and industry leaders, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, this is Lauren. And this is Craig. Welcome back to Tarpod. And we're picking up our discussion today with Rich Lewis-Jones from Smart Recruiters. Looking forward to seeing how much more we can get out of this man in the next 20 minutes or so. So let's get straight into it. I think one of the important things is that it's good that people in the talent acquisition industries and aligned recruitment do have different opinions because that drives even better discussions, um, sometimes outcomes. Yeah, 100%. I think another thing that I'm really passionate about and encourage any HR tech vendor to do is to actually listen to their customers. And what I mean by that is, you know, like we talked about everyone's, we were talking about this downstairs earlier, that, you know, everyone says they're a specialist. But one of the most important things you should be doing is, yes, I'm out there talking to customers all the time, but and we're frontline, but we also need to be listening to what you guys mm. as as users are doing and what's coming as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's really important that people, HR tech vendors set up things like community forums mm. where customers can actually throw ideas in and yeah. vote for them. Um, so we actually have a system where um, they can actually vote on an online forum and if the highest amount of votes, we build it. So things well, like, okay. and that, the idea of a native CRM into an ATS, where yeah. did that come from, our customers? Yeah. So, going so it's back, quite interesting. Uh, I think that's really, really important. Going back a step here, a quote here from the Deloitte 2019 Human Capital Trends, only 6% of business leaders believe their organisation has the process of technology to attract top talent. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that they're ill-equipped and they believe that they're ill-equipped? I think it, it all comes down to who is actually making, who's making that call. I think one of the, um, this comes down to my argument around um, who is making the decision on big tech and who's involved in making that decision. Mm. So I think a lot of businesses believe that it's easy to go down the path of full suite. So HRS, ATS, and then ERP and plug it all in. Yep. Mm. But um, unfortunately, a lot of the time for the TA team, where unfortunately, like, in that in that world, the talent acquisition system is the most underinvested part of that suite. A lot of the time, it acts like a bit of an automated filing cabinet. So it plugs those two things together. Mm. Candidate candidate information can flow through a system that creates some form of like database for a hiring process, and then flows it out to an ERP system, so a candidate would become a, an employee essentially. But it's you know, what about if you could actually put something in that makes HR incredibly happy, like the HRS systems of those those businesses are amazing. They're yeah. absolutely fantastic. So are the ERP systems that are out there. But what about if there's these amazing talent acquisition systems that can seamlessly plug into those mm. and then HR incredibly happy, talent acquisition, hiring managers, candidates are incredibly happy and then finance are happy because they get the employee and they get to sign them on and everybody, and then business wins. Yeah. Mm. So, and, and it's starting to happen Businesses are starting to look at it like that. I think, you know, there's been this whole mentality of, oh, it's easy to go full suite, it's easier to go there. And I know there's much more complexity around it from a business standpoint of why they do that, because those systems plug into all sorts of different things. Mm. But unfortunately, having been in TA, sometimes TA get like the the butt end of the deal, sometimes they get, and I think, you know, it's time to actually be able to help 
TA and HR teams, TA mainly, building business cases to say, well, hang on a minute, if we actually, if you give me a little bit more budget or if we invest in these technologies that can plug in, this is the business outcome that we'll get. Mm. And I just, I don't think there's too much to ask. Yeah, I think the talent acquisition for too long has been, and through no fault of their own, but been a, a reactive function. Yes. And it's somehow that's got to be turned around to mm. take the initiative. This is what is going to work. This is, you know, we know what the process is. Yeah. But to get to where we need as a business, you have to listen to us and, yep. and sort of manage up or manage across. Well, or yeah, it, it's, yeah, it has been, it was a bit, it has been a bit of a ticketing system. And it's quite funny going back to the point around is where does TA sit? Does it sit with marketing? How many TA teams are now saying, I, I want a CRM? So I want to nurture talent. Mm. That's marketing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah. you know, how do we make sure that whether it's, seasonal hires for things like retail that we can actually keep those people engaged or whether it's really hard to find international talent from like specialities in like mining mm. or manufacturing or something like that it's you know i think it's, it's critical that ta teams are kind of looking at like that big picture marketing as well you're selling yeah. a role to somebody 100%. You are, yeah. it's a sales role yeah and it's also a process so you know it might take six months 12 months so you need to keep yeah. somewhere where you can engage these people long term yeah mm. oh absolutely i think so many businesses out there i've heard it in organizations all over the place where i've sat down with a senior leader and sort of said why is our interview process this is not in my opening weeks like why is our interview process like six or nine stages and you get the well if they want to work for us they'll wait yeah yeah yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah and you're like Listening no, IBM. it's just unfortunately. Yeah, okay, it's not 1990 yeah. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it still exists. Even like the Googles, mm. the Facebooks, they yeah. can't do that anymore. No, and they no. don't. And they don't do it. Um, you know, you have to be able to. There is that element of being reactive, but you have to make sure that the candidate experience is this whole candidate is your customer conversation right. It's so so mm. important. Well, um, it all comes back to that, doesn't it? It doesn't matter where you are in the talent acquisition recruitment yeah. function. If you have a discussion it generally comes back to where does the candidate fit and how yep. does the candidate feel about it? So yep. it almost should be the first point of discussion, you know. Yeah. I think also when you look at the tenure people have in their roles nowadays, it's <laughs> not the I'm going for the gold watch after 25 years in our parents' <laughs> day, is it? We don't no do one's that. Got, no one's getting a blue plaque anymore. <laughs> right? exactly people right. are changing their roles. I think it's something I work around about every either 2.5 or 3.5 mm. years, people are changing their roles. And they're out there looking, what can I do to develop my career? Yeah. It's not just about, okay, well, they'll wait for us. We've got yeah. six interviews. Yeah. It's it's totally different well, now. As, as a company, if you're trying to attract talent in, yeah. or even a recruitment mm. agency, where you need to be... It's service. Yeah, where you need to be engaging the people is during the time when they're not looking for work. It's, you know, what can you give them to make their, their role better now yeah. so that when they're ready... They're in your engaged talent pool. Absolutely. Right. Well, the last, yeah, the last thing you want to do is have anyone that touches your brain have a bad experience, whether mm. they've worked for you mm. or not. Yeah. So, because unfortunately, if you go in and have a bad interview somewhere, in terms of the, you know, they just sat there and just reeled off questions to you. Unfortunately, if you do that now, you could have got away with that back in the day. Yep. Now you've got Glassdoor, Google, Glassdoor, Google, Twitter, yep. Facebook. My God, you get called out anywhere. So yes. You just can't do that. Mm. And it's even the same with like your, to your point about where people aren't spending as long in jobs uh, or at a, a um, you know, one particular company, if people leave and they've had a bad experience because you hired them into the job that they're not doing, yeah. 
um, or it's not the job that you sold them, mm. they will leave and they're more likely to tell people about a bad experience than they are a good one. Exactly. So yeah, true. and it's, uh, it's something that we've started to introduce um, at Smart Recruiters. We do this thing, like NPS scores, are, you know, everyone's really interested in it. So we've just launched what we call a net hiring score. Don't, like, don't say NHS because it sounds like National Health Service. <laughs> yes. <It sounds laughs> like in the UK, UK. Oh, yeah, just... <laughs> But yeah, net hiring score. So like, and this, I think this is great. It's one of my favourite things because you, three months after a candidate gets hired, we can help a customer get in touch with the candidate and actually ask that candidate, is this the job that you interviewed for? Is this the person that you thought you're going to be working for? And ultimately, are you happy? And then we can use technology to give them a score. The hiring manager is also asked, when you actually hired for this role, is this candidate fulfilling the job? And what this will actually do is then help you get a net hiring score. Mm. So you can actually work on, are we actually doing a good job of hiring? And if you're, if you're not, then you can actually work on it. Whereas at the moment, it's go in, do a back. People don't sit there and have a chat with their managers these days. It's all things down to like, I, one of the things I still can't get my head around is exit interviews, why people sit there and do that face to face. After the fact. But, <laughs> like, why would you have an exit interview and you're sitting there with your boss or someone in HR and they say, but these, this day and age, would you, I, I don't know anyone that's sat there and gone, well, let me crack my fingers and I'll tell you how bad this was before yeah. I leave. Mm. People think I would need a good reference. So yep. I'm exactly. going to leave and just say, yeah, no, everything's fine. I'm just moving on to pastures new. You know, there's technology out there now that's available. Loads of these onboarding tools that can do a lot of offboarding. Mm. And I think that's great. And loads of businesses should be adopting that as well. We, we digress. We always digress. <laughs> We, ne we never worry to plan here at all. So with this net hiring score, like 90 day post survey and obviously the exit interviews we've just mentioned, I was reading another stat the other day that Australians are more likely to quit their job and go and get a new one to get a pay rise and actually ask for a pay rise. It comes back down to that internal right. um, feedback Right, that's interesting, well. I didn't know that. Yeah, right. that, so that's another, I can't tell you the source, mm. I'm sorry, I've forgotten where I well, read Well, I've got a, a similar hands-on experience about three weeks ago, working with a client who are looking for a marketing manager. Yeah. And you know, you obviously say, so how's the role come up? What's going on? Yeah. I said, oh, the incumbent who we love came to us and says, I know, I want to go part-time. I know you can't facilitate that. So I've got myself a new job without even having a discussion whether they right. could or couldn't. Why, yeah, why would you not just explore it? But yeah, but I suppose it's the I'm fear always, of asking maybe. I think, I think it's uh, the fear of asking. And I think a lot of people too have that idea oh, I don't want to give you a pay rise, it's going to cost me money. But then yeah. they don't think about the, the cost of hiring someone new because they're going to actually oh probably God, have to yeah. pay the right rate, the yeah. loss of IP, yeah. and all of those other things. The training, the onboarding, um, the, the new goodwill, equipment. Like everything that's walking yeah. out the door is not going to cost them another 20 grand in a pay rise, which they could have kept the person. <laughs> it's going to cost them probably about another 50 to 60 grand before they're going to look at an ROI. And that's yeah. just on that yeah. without... Yeah, and especially when people are moving so quickly, mm. it's the last thing you need to be so happening. So I think this is your NHS. <laughs> Net hiring <laughs> score, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah That's yeah. a good thing. You're it's asking great. people what they're doing during the role, mm. not when it's too late. It helps, it helps link yeah. HR with talent as well because HR will be involved with that. Oh, absolutely. It, that's yeah. engagement retention. Yeah. It does cross over because you're, you're feeding back or understanding how the yeah. onboarding or the hiring process went well it, otherwise it turns into two different ticketing systems does it it's like we've got a job to fill ta go and fill it they go and do their piece someone yeah. comes in gets churned around in the company for a while and all of a sudden hr are offboarding them yeah and there's been no like it can be yeah it can get right it can get a bit messy it could it could i want to know more about this shark obsessed 
Oh, right. Is that since you've been in Australia? No. So, <laughs> yeah, I, it's quite what funny, really. Like, since I moved to Australia, I keep talking about getting rid of my Facebook, but um, I can't because uh, since I moved to Australia, it's a great way to keep in touch with family. And because I am shark obsessed, I get literally, I wake up every morning and I would have been tagged in loads of like shark videos or David Attenborough videos. So, two things in my life oh, that are very close voice. to me are sharks and David Attenborough. So, um, Mass, I think I am David Attenborough's biggest fan, but sharks, I've been obsessed with them since I was a child. I used to watch, um, I used to record Shark Week on Discovery Channel. <laughs> Go on, Sam, like, so, I'm not just a HR tech geek now, I'm a you shark watch geek. You've yeah. 1, shark, 2, yeah, 3, 4, that, yeah. and 5. The Shallows, Jaws, 1, 2, 3, 7, whatever oh they gosh. are. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've dived with great white sharks, tiger sharks, bull sharks, hundreds, thousands of sharks in different parts of the world. It's, people think I'm, I'm the crazy bloke that's down the beach so when everyone's running out, I'm running in with a snorkel. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, who knows how long I'll be in HR yeah, Tech. Exactly. Yeah, or anywhere. Yeah. Death, death by shark for HR Tech Geek, but I don't know. But, yeah, it's something I'm quite passionate about. And I see you ran a London Marathon once. Uh, yeah, not, it's quite funny. Not, I'm, I'm six foot five, 115 kilos. I'm a big bloke. None of my mates back at home still believe me that I did it. I'll never forget the face of my family and like, a few of my mates that watched me do it five, six years ago. It wasn't this like look of joy. It was this. Oh my God, he's bloody doing <laughs> it! What the hell? I did it in four twenty eight as well. I was quite brilliant. happy, That's yeah. Brilliant. Although yeah. I couldn't feel my knees for about two weeks after. Yeah, no, it was good fun. I highly recommend it, but just do it once. Mm. I did, okay. Yeah. That's... You're a runner. I do, but I'm a half marathon runner. I've got my nineteenth yeah, half marathon coming up. There was people. So that means you've done nine full ones. There you go. I have. That's nine and impressive. a half. <laughs> That's very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think I'll stick yeah. to the shark swimming, it's so, easier. <laughs> Better on the knees. Until they bite you there. Until you've got no knees. When it yeah. comes to HR tech, where do you see it going? What do you think the next big thing on the horizon is? I, I think it's just going down this, there's a big race to how, how simple you can streamline processes. I think there is this big balance of, to your point earlier, there's too many organisations that are still trying to do everything. Mm. or offer like a free solution mm. of something that's out there. It's this ultimate race is who is going to be the best of breed, like core operating platform that can plug into any HOIS, any ERP, and have any other HR tech vendor plugged in. I think if you can have an ATS, you know, one of the things that I find really comforting going to a lot of meetings now because of how we're built on open APIs is we can go into any organization and we can say, right, brilliant, yeah, you've got that onboarding tool, that reference checker, that video interviewing platform. You use that HRS, that ERP. And they say, yeah, we've got all these other custom things that we've built as well, can we plug those in? And we're like, sure, why not? Perfect. So it's just, that's where it's like, how can you become best of breed, but continue to be best of breed with plugging everything else in. I think mm. that's where the big race is. Yeah. I think it's, um, from what you said, what you said right at the very start is, take away as much of the boring bits as possible, yeah. replace them with tech, yeah. and you can keep doing that and using that as a driver. Yeah, well, it's just nice, isn't it? You think about like, if you're nurturing talent, you've got, I don't know, a hard to fill type of position in your organization, and you're able to nurture talent in a talent pool from all over the world, monitor their engagement through some really good sort of marketing and employer branding and then when it actually comes around to okay we're ready to hire that individual you can then go into that talent pool and then look at who's been the most engaged and speak to the candidates mm. that are actually the most engaged so they genuinely want to have an engaging conversation mm. with you about your business so saving you all of that time i said i burped didn't i <laughs> um 
another beer. Another beer. Yeah. And nurturing that talent and just make, and then obviously making sure that the candidates mm. that aren't so interested also get some sort of messaging. I yeah. think it's just this that's so impactful. Like know it I, you could sleep well at night knowing that every candidate that comes to your organisation, think about retailers, like the damage that it must happen from them like getting seventy thousand applications a year with no one getting back to them or not being able to nurture mm. talent and how much talent mm. you're missing out on because of that. So I think that's a massive thing. Yeah, and some of it's so simple. Like there was a stat recently, I think it was Stan Rolf who said that Oh ma- Stan is great. Yeah, the majority of people who are applying actively for a role, say from a yep. job board, do it after work, right? Outside of yep. hours. So let's say you've got 300 or 100 applications overnight. If you've got the technology, whether it be bot or otherwise, Mm -hmm. to engage while you're sleeping and maybe even rank them so that when you come in the first thing in the morning, you've got the top whatever ranked in order. They've already been spoken to. The ones that don't fit the criteria have already been told or communicated that actually you're not right. And and you're coming in a fresh day not going, oh God, I've got 700 application sitting in my yeah. inbox. I was There's blown so... away by how many people who were giving us the numbers of between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. Yeah. were getting on and doing this. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's, it's so important to be on mobile. I think mm. there's a massive difference between mobile friendly, mobile optimised mm. and actually mobile first. So whether candidates are applying for a job or I'm a recruiter and I'm engaging with a candidate, whatever it might be, having the ability for candidates to be able to do that, whether it's actually through a mobile app or like you're saying like a chatbot that's screening it for you mm. like candidates need to access through mobile and they need to be able to speak to someone when they are ready it needs to be like real time right. like, it, it's, you can't just I, do you know what it's actually quite shocking today I was on LinkedIn I saw a, um, a job that was posted for a business and I clicked on the link just to see it and um, he's not looking for a new job I'm not looking for a new job sorry Bob and um, <laughs> Uh, I clicked on the link and it said this this actually admittedly in writing at the top this is not a mobile friendly application please em- please click on this link to email it to your desktop and apply later nah. and I was like well if I was applying for that job I'd be like bye because too hard so one it's a reflection of like the technology that you're actually using mm. two I'd just go and apply for other jobs that are actually a lot easier to apply for so this whole like process of easy apply we've all got profiles everywhere these days whether it be on seek indeed linkedin glassdoor whatever it might be you just want to be able to go right on apply for that job on my mobile on the bus home and i want to be able to press a button i want it to pass all of my information Mm. so i don't have to retype anything the only thing you should actually be having to rewrite is your email address for GDPR reasons to confirm mm. that? Yeah, and I then want to give drag and drop and then my CV, and then I want yeah, it to auto fill. Absolutely. If you're if you're if it's taking any more than a few minutes to apply for a job these days, don't get me wrong. There are some processes out there that involve a lot of screening questions. That's fair play. But if you know, generally speaking, for the normal population of organisations that are out there, if it's taking you more than a few minutes, you're doing it wrong. Mm. Yeah, quite simply, because think about um, Steve Gard actually said it quite nicely to me the other day. He said, imagine going into a retail store, but before you walk into that retail store, someone's stopping you at the door and saying, before you can come in here and shop, I need to get your, your date yeah, of birth, I your know, name, right? your email, your Crazy. phone number, where you live. And you just be like, sod it, mate, I'm going to go to the next shop. Mm. I go, just want to buy a bloody t-shirt. Yeah, it's, and it's, you know, it's, there's so many similarities. Yeah. There. I know it's slightly different, but there's so many similarities at the same time. I think yeah. down to that experience piece, you mm. want people to come in, apply, ask the other questions later. And then if you're invested in the right technology, you'd ra- I'd much rather get a huge amount of applications and then invest in the right technology to help me sift through those applications to actually go back to the candidates that we want to reject 
because it's not necessarily that they're a no, it could be a not right now. Mm. Mm. And then actually speak to the candidates that actually got through, rather than risk a candidate going, oh my God, I don't want to apply for that. They're asking me like 26 questions. Yeah. It's taken me 25 minutes to apply for this job. I just, I just wouldn't do it, personally. That's my opinion, but I just think the drop-off is absolutely huge, mm. um, and there's huge risk around it. Um, it'd be mind-blowing to see how many organisations have missed out on top talent based on really poor applications. I'd say experience. almost all of them. You know, in the past, yeah. whether some of them are coming up to speed or not now, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, during their their history, yeah. every client would have lost a candidate due to a candidate experience in the application process. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be quite shocking. You've just given me another topic for another podcast. GDPR. Mm. It's coming. I know. You can't avoid it. No, you can't it's, avoid it. And if it will come in a diff- even if the, the four letters are in a different order, yes. it will come. <laughs> it will come. It will come. Let's bring another act. Yeah. Oh, it will. We'll, we'll talk about that another time because yeah, it is another absolutely. hole. Oh, done. Another rabbit hole. Another rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> absolutely. You. Um, All right, Rich. You can come back and we can discuss this. Yeah. One I'll bring time. my head of legal, who's from France. Oh, fantastic. She's amazing. She's, she's not boring, is she? No, she's I, fantastic. Valerie's absolutely awesome. We have a oh, that's all just lick, lick, her, lick her up. And is, no, she's not at all. She's absolutely fantastic. I think we're um, on a winner, though, of all future podcasts when we're travelling. Mini bar. Is mini bar mini in my bar. hotel room. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's been great. I absolutely love talking to you guys. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Rich, so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate making time for us. And Good stuff. Oh, look. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love Thank it. You. I think that it's you know the the feedback on on the podcast, not necessarily us, but the caliber of the people who've come on yeah. and be able to talk to a a wider audience. But a lot of the people are talent acquisition professionals, but yeah. not leaders, and they don't they find it very difficult to get access to this type of yeah. information. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. But that comes back down to everyone out there listening. You don't have to be a leader. You don't have no. to be the top of the game or the director of the company. No. You should you, all be influencing. Absolutely. We all influence, no matter what level we are at the hiring process. Yep. And we've all got to say. Yep. So all of you out there, if you've got a topic you want to talk about, drop us a line on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, give us a call. Both of us are happy to have yeah, a chat sure. and see what else we can bring keep, to the table. Yeah, I think it's quite exciting to keep your boss on your toes. Manage up. Exactly. 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 Again, absolutely. sorry, Bob. but <laughs> <laughs> So he's looking for a new job and he wants to keep you on your toes. Jeez. Bob, you give us a call later on, okay? <laughs> so uh, once again, thanks a lot, Rich. No, my pleasure. And we'll see you guys or you'll hear us all again next yeah, week. And, um, absolutely, podcasters. Catch you soon. Bye. Cheers. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tarpod. Please don't forget to subscribe and look out for upcoming podcasts.